1: Wow. Three big votes. Three big votes. Today, Douche Hall of Fame. And it's Hillary Clinton's vote, right? Yeah. I mean, people
2: are really into this because you can't, uh, if she were to win, she wouldn't be able to be inducted. So we have to do it today. Okay, so. The risk that she might win tomorrow.
1: All right. So today, big induction ceremony, possibly with the Douche Hall of Fame. Uh, Tomorrow, of course, is the election and then Thursday, we are Wednesday, we vote again. And I'll tell you about that right now.
3: I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we have won. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We
2: will
0: overcome. Cause we are one. The
2: fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn.
1: Tuesday we vote, tomorrow we vote for president of the United States, but on Wednesday we vote for us. We vote for America. We vote to define our future. What kind of future do we want? What kind of future will we create? I'm a big believer of as a man thinketh, as a man thinketh, he becomes. What we think, we will become and create. I think I'm actually finally beginning to get it. I really do. I don't know how I would have done things over again if I had to do them with the same information from, you know, from the past. I, I think I would do it exactly the same way I did. It was the best I could do. However, Wednesday, we have a chance to do it all over again. And this time, we have more information. For instance, it's not about the leader. It's not about the Republicans. It's not about the Democrats. I get that now. It's about us. And that's the good news, because what made America great in the first place was us. America is good. Some people in the press um, are saying that people like me created Donald Trump, which is absurd, like I had that much power. But I didn't. But neither did the Republicans. Neither did the right Neither did the left, neither did the Democrats, neither did Barack Obama. Some on the right say that Barack Obama created Donald Trump. I think they're incorrect as well. We all together created the conditions that allowed a Donald Trump to flourish. And the same with Hillary Clinton, all of us. Those who stood or still stand cheering or defending those things that we know are wrong. And I'm going to add another group in. In fact, a much larger group. You know who else helped create? Those who remain silent the entire time. Do you know that only 18% of the American people of voting age actually vote for president of the United States? It's down to 18%. The silent have a ton to answer for. Same thing with Hillary Clinton. Left says, look what you conservatives have nominated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, progressives. Hold on just a sec. Take a look what you nominated. And the right can't blame her for getting away with corruption. She's gotten away with corruption. The Democrats, the press. No, 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 no. Let me ask you this. Well, let me start here. A recent study conducted by members of the faith community, showed that when it comes to corruption and the things that we do in our own life, Christians show no statistical deviation from those not claiming faith. In fact, those who claim that they have no faith, in some areas, have higher marks than Christians. So if we aren't living it, why should our politicians be expected to? I mean, this is our own life. In our own life, She's getting away with it. We we celebrate cheating in taxes as a culture now. We celebrate Ashley Madison. For the love of gosh, the Ashley Madison. They were exposed and took all the somebody broke in, took all of the addresses and the names, exposed all the people that were paying to cheat on their spouse, and they still are in business. We celebrate cheating. I want you to know all of the things I warned about, extremism, civil unrest, monetary crisis, war, it's all coming. And I believe the average person can feel it. It's what they feel inside. It's not a prediction. It's a warning. And something is ringing in us saying, boy, tomorrow is really important and kind of scary. But let me point, it, well, let me point something out. All of these things aren't coming because of Barack Obama. Obama. They're not coming because of George W. Bush. They're not coming because Donald Trump wins or Hillary Clinton wins. It isn't coming because of Putin, Osama bin Laden, the Castro boys. It's because of the heading our mistakes and choices have set us on. We've failed by choosing a side over principles. Churchill said, Some men change their party for the sake of their principles. Others change their principles for the sake of their party. Which one are we? We failed the republic when we compromised what we knew to be true. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't get what we wanted. Now take this out of politics. This is true. The banks... Oh, the banks, boy, the banks sure have ripped us off. Really? Let's, let's go with the banks here for a second. Was it the banks that failed us? Or the fact that what we wanted, we wanted so badly that we chose to believe that zero down, no interest, and no proof of income was sound banking? They didn't con us into that. We wanted to believe that. Because we wanted the stuff that loan would buy us. Let me take on the press here for a second. Has the press failed us? Sure. Sure. But why did they fail us? Let's take a look at what we've created to disrupt the press. Is Breitbart and Drudge right now any better than CNN, NBC, ABC? Are they any better? Better. Yeah, they might be much, much worse. In fact, I contend they are much, much worse. But it's on our side. And so the sites that we created and we support because the press is so lopsided, we tolerate because it helps us get what we want. If our side is winning, the ends justify the means. And let's not complain about the press because let's look at the press that we all now have, because we're all publishers. You know that little thing on Facebook that says post? It should say publish, because you're a publisher now. You can publish something for the world to see. Is your personal media, your social media, do you have higher standards than ABC and NBC? Do you have higher standards? Have you set a higher bar for truth and basic fairness? Or when you see something, a headline... You don't even bother to read the whole story, let alone check out if that story is from a legitimate source, do you just post it? Are we posting? Are we behaving in social medias in social media in ways that our mothers would be ashamed of? And before you answer that, you better check your mother's social media because we may have to go back to her mother to find some shame. We have changed as a people. And it is no longer about how we play the game. It's only about winning. That's what, this, that's what this whole election is about. It's not about win or lose. And we become so farcical that Moliere couldn't have come up with some of this stuff. In fact, we become so absurd that the writers at Saturday Night Live no longer even have to earn their money stenographers can just prepare Saturday Night Live by writing down what they hear in the news. That's it. The point is, it isn't about them, whoever you wish to assign them. And this is where we can find our hope. Because the only thing we have power over is us. Once we center ourselves and we come back together directed by a polar star, a set of principles, then we, the people, can solve any problem. And we do it every time. And usually at the last hour. It wasn't Patton and Eisenhower or Churchill that saved the world from the evils of Hitler. It was the millions of people that we don't even know that fought on the beaches and And worked overtime in the factories. It was every individual choosing for themselves to rise above the madness. And as a country and a people, we've done it time and time again. And in fact, as a parent, as a human, most likely you've done it time and time again. When you thought there was no way for you to go on, you got back up on your feet. Because you know tomorrow's going to be better. Life goes on. It's what I choose to make it. I deserve more than the misery that I'm in right now. We're better than this. The, elect, the election happens on Tuesday. That one day and that one day only. Then the sun rises again and it's Wednesday. Where we're going to be faced with an even bigger choice. Right now... The polls say only 48% of the American people say they will stand with President Hillary if she's elected. And the number is much lower if it's Donald Trump. We, We used to say something, yes, he can get elected, but he won't be able to govern. That used to matter, the coming together after the election and being able to govern, but it doesn't seem to matter anymore. It didn't in the primary. It's all about winning. In fact, uh, Donald Trump said something that I have to admit is true and I agree with. He said at one point, several times, you're going to get with me, you're going to get so sick of winning. And I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. Who's ever going to get sick of winning? Well, I am. If this is what winning is, I'm sick of it already. I am deadly sick of it. I know that's not what he meant, but if winning means that half the country loses, well, that's what causes civil unrest and civil war. And don't get me wrong. Again, 48% say they'll accept Hillary. Less than that say they'll accept Donald Trump. It's both sides. It's all of us. But we do have another choice ask, when did we start allowing the president of the United States to affect our lives so much? Nobody affected, my I mean, it didn't affect our parents' lives to the degree that this has. This has been all-consuming. Why did I allow myself to believe that if Obama won in 2012, the world would be over? country wouldn't make it to 2016. I believed that. And let me flip it around. Do you know how many people are that believed that if Romney won, life would not go on? The people on the left? Oh my gosh. I would bet those people on the left that fought hard against Romney, that said he was the worst diabolical woman hater ever, those people who fought in 2012 against him would give their right arm for Mitt Romney right now. What we do tomorrow is really important. What we do on Wednesday will define us. And the world will be watching. So I can't tell you what I'm going to do. Or what you you should do. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I believe that I have new information now. I've learned from the past mistakes. And... I see Wednesday as a chance to not repeat the mistakes that we made with the battle under Bush and Gore and Bush and Kerry and Barack Obama and John McCain and Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. I've learned. So I'm going to spend the next four years taking the beam out of my own eye before I worry about anybody else. I am not going to say that either one of these two is going to be the death of us even though that's what I feel. But we're going to make it because we have each other. I am going to continue to speak up in defense of the principles that I believe in. I'll call out the leaders who fail to live up to those principles or even their own principles, but I'm going to clean out my own house first, and I will stand with anyone who is honestly trying to do the same. I'm not going to make it about him or her, the president. I'm not going to make it about us versus them. I will listen more. I will learn more. I will read more. I will reach out more. I'm going to spend the next four years kissing a thousand toads in in effort to find a single prince, one that actually is trying to do the same in his or her realm. May not find any, but I bet you we do. And when we do, together we will change the world for good. And that brings me to this. I'm going to stop worrying about doing well. I'm just going to worry about doing good. Come what may. Take to heart the meaning of the words, those who are willing to lose their life will gain their life. Turn the other cheek. Don't strike back. Forgive 70 times 7. I would ask the same, but I will find a way to love people even if they don't do the same. Because I know people are in pain right now. People are frightened, people are angry, people are distrusting, and I get it. I am too. But I'm going to do my best not to add to the anger or the distrust. And what's more, I will try to heal the wounds even if new wounds are inflicted upon me by the person I'm trying to help. To me, on Wednesday, we have a chance to say, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter who you voted for in the past. It matters where you're headed. Words don't matter anymore. Show me the deeds, in, and that will tell me what you believe. Preach it all the time from the pulpit, brother. But I'm not going to join you until you get out of the pulpit, and I see you living it at your toughest moment. That's what made America great. I've been called crazy a lot lately, but I'm going to start taking that as a compliment because I think everybody can see the world is upside down and everybody's gone insane. And if that society calls into question my mental state because I refuse to play this game another quarter, so be it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, so I'm going to do something entirely different. And I hope to gain different results. And if they want to call me crazy, that's fine. Maybe it's time all of us go just a little bit crazy. Now this, Major Bank is being criminally charged with identity theft for creating an estimated 2 million unauthorized accounts using customer data. Have you seen the commercials from Wells Fargo on this? Hey, we had horses at one time. We're credible. No matter where you bank, you make sure you keep a close watch on your personal and financial data. When something like Wells Fargo can do this, that says a lot. Make sure you have LifeLock. If you're a LifeLock member, become a victim of identity theft. The U.S.-based team of LifeLock will resolve your case. Free credit monitoring can't do that. No one can protect against all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock... You have the very best, and they're standing right next to you. Call 800-440-4936. Use promo code BECK at 10% off. 800-440-4936. LifeLock.com. 800-440-4936. We
4: one. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
0: No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.
4: McLean Beck Program. 888 727
1: I will tell you that we are, Pat and Stu voted
0: um, early. Uh, and the voter suppression here in uh, in Texas is pretty. It's unbelievable. It has to stop. Well, first of all, there's no drive through uh, or no drive to get out. Of, you have to park your car. You have to bring an I.D. They, you have to prove who you are, that you're an American citizen. And you, it, the I.D. form is ridiculous. It's like a state issued driver's license. Who has one of those? Right, and then you- minorities can't drive. So they're not going to have one of those. There's no minority on the streets of, uh, of the DFW area, and so they can't vote. No, wow. And it's I, too they, hard.
2: I went through this gun. I walked in there. I didn't have my license in my hand. Yeah. I had to go into my pocket, inside my wallet, to remove it, oh and then gosh. sign my name. In addition, I'm not
1: even going to vote now. No, You can't. No, I, just, I mean, I mean that no voter point. suppression, man, that's keeping me much. away from the polls. <laughs> it's too
0: hard. How much? T- how many hoops do we have to jump through just to be able to vote? One. And it's too many. (laughs) many.
4: (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Program.
3: What? Hello,
1: welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Uh, we are going to give the polls the latest poll numbers coming up in uh, just a second. Find out what's happening. We have to talk a little bit about uh, James Colmey, who uh, is he back to being a bad guy again now? Is he a Depends good guy? And, on, Glenn. I mean, um, this is
2: crazy. Yeah, for a Democrat, he was a, a really good guy, then a terrible guy and now back to a really good guy. If you're a Republican, he was a really bad guy. Then an incredibly brilliant, great guy for nine days. Now he's back to being a terrible guy again.
0: Well, now he's rigged and corrupt. It's a rigged, corrupt system. Right. Where before
2: Where last week it was wasn't it was, working just
0: fine working the way it should
2: be working. Right. I mean, I you know, they went through the they had 650,000 emails, which again, you know, who knows? how
1: can you do that? That's one email oh, per don't second. Don't get me started on that. That's one please. email per second. How did you, you go
2: through them all? I beg of you not to get me started on that one, uh, because every Trump surrogate came out, including Trump himself, by the way. Came, you can't look through 650,000 emails mm-hmm. in uh, nine days. Let's just skip for a moment uh, every piece of advanced software that uh, the FBI has. Skip it. <laughs> All right. If I were to come to you right now, Glenn, mm-hmm. you probably have in your listener account, mm-hmm. which you probably have a million emails in there. Easy. And I were to say, Glenn, how many emails are in your email box uh, about
1: pizza? I'd say, I don't know. I don't have time to go through every single email. Right. Would you read a million individual
2: emails looking for the word pizza? Or would you go to your search function on your email and type in pizza and see, with you, probably 447,000 emails are about pizza, and at least you'd narrow it down. So what? Uh, and then the, you say, I'd say, well, what about, I want it only from Domino's Pizza. Then you type in Domino's Pizza, and it would narrow
1: it again. So wait, what are you saying that they were searching for? These documents are classified? No, I would assume, first of all, they were searching for Hillary Clinton's known email addresses and her
2: close confidants. That would probably be where they would start, and it would go from 650,000 to 800, 1,000, 10,000. Remember, this is not her computer. This is not Hillary's computer. There are some emails that came from Hillary that got on this computer, but there's never any evidence that it was 650,000 emails from Hillary Clinton. Oh, my God. And then in, a, in, a, in addition to this, oh my gosh. now go to the FBI, mm. who has the ability. This is not like FBI-level uh, software. It is basic. Every legal uh, every law firm has software like this, which is duplication software. So when you get a big batch of emails, you can run it through and, uh, it, with a big batch or documents or whatever and run it through an, and compare it to another batch of emails or documents that you have to see how many of them are the same. And what they seem to have indicated is right immediately you're going to find out that almost all of them are ones you've already seen. Right? The point is, they're looking for some that. No, but it takes a
1: second seen. to read
2: every one. No, it doesn't. So they all came out. <laughs> Bernard Carrick did it. Um, uh, 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 who was, uh, Trump himself did it. There's two or three other. Uh, oh, uh, Flynn, uh, gen, the general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, they all came out. Oh, you can't do this. It's impossible. I mean, it, basic logic would tell you, even if you don't know about duplication software or whatever advanced stuff the FBI does to do investigations, it's the FBI. But So they're not looking at each individual email. But even every normal human being that has an email account knows you are not going through and reading each individual email to find it. You are going to use search terms. You are going to use criteria to limit the amount that you have to go through. And then you're going to go look through those. It is completely plausible if most of these were duplicates,
1: which by all indications they were, that they would be able to go through these emails in this amount of time. Wow. You know what's amazing it's incre- is – can I ask you a ah! question? Why, why, do you, uh, why do you want her to I win? I
0: don't want Thank her. You.
1: She's
2: terrible. Thank and you. I'm sure she's done lots Somebody of things that say. are
1: horrible. Seriously, but why they, do you want but, her to win?
2: But It's just like the level of argument I can't take. Like, yes, did she do horrible things? Absolutely. I mean, Comey said it. He said anyone in her position should have known better to do than what she did. Right. This is someone we're supposed to be trusting with the biggest secrets in our government. She is completely unqualified for this job. And that's from Comey. But it's also from Comey that you're able to be to search through a bunch of emails and check if they're duplicates or not. That is not high level, difficult things, uh, a difficult task for the FBI
1: to accomplish. I, I just, well, I, you know, know I the, the, speak the, speak the problem the is, is, again, again, uh, the problem is, is that the truth doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I saw a Donald Trump uh, rally this weekend where he talked about the president and said the president was making fun and yelling at a veteran. Which was, And I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, we got to play that audio. And he said in it, and I thought he's absolutely sure of it because he said, go check it. Go see. You have to see it for yourself. He was unhinged. Um, I did go and check it. He wasn't unhinged by any stretch of the imagination. It was the exact opposite of unhinged. Do you have that audio by any chance, Pat? Do, can we play it real quick? This is, this is remarkable that in the day and age where we have access to these things, the politicians are just accepting that you're never going to check it. You'll, you'll never check it. And so you just believe whatever they say. I mean, we are living in a fact-free world. Now, my guess is somebody told him that as he was walking on the stage. And he hadn't seen it. And he just did his, you know, grandiose kind of Trumpified it. Trumpified it, and it became something that it wasn't. Here it is.
3: Hey, I told you to be focused, and you're not focused right now.
0: Oh, he's talking Listen to the crowd.
1: To
3: what I'm saying, yeah. hold up.
0: Because the crowd, I think, is yelling at the veterans. Yes.
3: Hold up. The hold up. Oh, hold God. up. Everybody, sit down and be quiet for a second. Good for them. Everybody, sit down and be quiet for a second. Now, listen up. I'm serious. Listen up. You've got an older gentleman who is supporting his candidate. He—he's not doing nothing. You don't have to worry about him. You should. This is what I mean about folks not being focused. First of all first of all we li- for- hold up hold up Wow first and of they all, won't. we live in a country <clears throat> that respects free speech so second of all it looks like maybe he might have served in our military and we got to respect that Third of all he was elderly and we got to respect our elders and fourth of all,
0: I mean, he didn't do anything wrong there. He did
1: nothing wrong there. In fact, he did what every president, every, every politician should do and actually lead instead of feeding into the worst of the crowd. Right. He fed into the called best of the crowd and called them out. Yeah, What's remarkable been? about this audio to me is look how long it took a yeah, right. president of the United States to say stop, yeah. stop, stop, stop. To his, I mean, to his fans, too. I to, mean, his to his fans. And not only just his fans. Go. Look, we're in a different... We are in a clearly different world. If, if... When I was growing up, if Ronald Reagan would have said to his crowd, if any president would have said to his crowd, hold on, it would have stopped the crowd. We, we weren't buddies with the president. He wasn't a cheerleader. He was the president of the United States. There was gravitas to that. We should also probably point out
2: that uh, I don't actually believe... That he cares about Correct. his First Amendment rights, or no, uh, or respecting no, Hillary, I mean, you, or, you or can, respecting you your elders. But the point is, he's do, he's doing this because he knows it's the right thing publicly to do, and he knows it's the right thing for the campaign to not just sit here and yell at no. like it's not good optics, as they would say
1: uh, in politics. Uh, so and, let me let me let me let me play this for you. Let sorry. me see. Let me see if could you play the Bill Maher thing from Friday. Did Bo- Bill Maher mean this? Listen to this.
4: I know you're young and idealistic, so I've heard these young people on the news, and they say things like, well, Donald Trump, I don't like him, but Hillary, I can't vote for a liar. Ah. I mean, first of all, it's just apples and oranges, an orange. Um, (laughs) But uh, kids, I've been doing this for 23 years on TV. I've seen a lot. I know politics. This is different. I promise you this will not make your life better. And also, once fascists get power... They don't give it up. You've got Fresh. President Trump for life. I know <laughs> I liberals that. made a big mistake that because a... we attacked your boy Bush like he was the end of the world, and he wasn't. And Mitt Romney, we attacked that way. I gave Obama a million dollars to so afraid Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney wouldn't have changed my life that much, or yours, no. absolutely or John McCain. They were honorable men who we disagreed with, and we should what? have kept it that way. So we cried wolf, wow. and that was wrong week but this is real real. yeah this is going to be way different that's incredible i mean that's that's incredible that's an
1: amazing moment that's incredible and i have to say finally finally somebody else is trying to do the same thing yeah well he is he did this weekend what will he do next time probably no well but that's what everybody says about me on the left that's fine what we'll watch him we'll watch him Stand with, Abraham Lincoln said, you stand with a man when they are right. Mm -hmm. You leave when they are wrong. I'll join any man while they are right. And what he's saying there is we cried wolf. We cried wolf. Mitt Romney would not have destroyed their life. Neither would John McCain. Neither neither did George W. Bush. And they cried wolf. And I, I don't think... And and maybe maybe they knew it at the time. I didn't. I really did think that Barack Obama and he has done a lot of damage to the nation. Mm -hmm. But he, we're still here. We're still here. We still made it. Didn't think that would happen. So fighting for Mitt Romney because like there was no tomorrow. Because well, we won't survive. Well, we did. We did survive. And we made mistakes along the way because we said, now, he went on and said, he's going to be a fascist. And once you have President Trump in there as a fascist, well, there is a chance that President Trump becomes a fascist. There is a chance that we become an oligarchy under Hillary Clinton. But I don't know if those are going to happen. I don't know if those are going to happen. That requires a series of events to happen that some of them are in our control, some of them are not. You know the fastest way to have a a fascist, dictator step into place is when the president himself can't control his own people. When his own people where he can say, Hey, stop, stop. That's an old man. And they don't stop. And look, now this is not his culture. This is all, all of our culture. Look at how close, look at how long it took the president, the president to turn his own crowd from yelling at an old man who, yes, was holding a Trump-Pence sign. But doesn't he have a right to do that? Wednesday is the day we have to pull the real lever. Wednesday is the day that we really make our choice of who we are. And honestly, these guys are a reflection of us. They are. In corruption, And in behavior, they both reflect the worst of us, but us. So are we going to start leading? Because we're not going to get leadership there. Are we going to start leading? When the people lead, the leaders will follow. But that's the choice we make on Wednesday. Our sponsor that we want to thank for making this program possible, My Patriot Supply. Unpredictable events occur, and we make it through, but you take the time to be prepared. You know, we talk about, um, uh, we talk about food supply as if it, it's going to take, you know, catastrophic economic meltdown, which I do believe is coming. But it could be just because you've fallen behind on the bills, because a big medical thing has happened in your life, because somebody in the family lost their job for a while, whatever and then you're in trouble, and you're behind, and you're having a hard time making ends meet. If you have nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars right now, I am promising you that if you spend that with my Patriot Supply and get a uh, a year's uh, worth of food, food for an entire year for one adult, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for two dollars and seventy-three cents a day. If you do this now. When trouble comes, you will have such um, light weight to carry on your shoulders. I promise you, you will thank yourself for doing this. Call 800-946-2325 or visit preparewithglenn.com. This is an unheard of offer that is exclusive to this program only. $997 for a year's worth of food. It lasts up to 25 years, tastes like homemade cooking. You can order now and sleep well, even in times of stress for your family. Call 800 946 2325. 800 946
4: 2325, or go to preparewithglenn.com. Glenn Beck Program. 888 727
1: back. Mercury. Hello, yeah, you sick, twisted freak. We have, a, um, we have a guy who is running for the Senate. Stu, is that right? He's running for the Senate? No, running for, yeah, the U.S. Senate in Louisiana. Uh, John Fleming. Uh, this is the uh, seat being vacated by David Vitter, um, And there's going to be an inevitable runoff on December 10th. Uh, that could be who controls the Senate. Um, John Fleming is the constitutionalist there. There's like 400 people running, including, what's his name, the racist... Uh, David Duke. David Duke. We're specific um, these days. Yeah. this He has been... Uh, John Fleming is a great, great candidate. He's currently in Congress, and he's running for the Senate, and he needs your support, and that is tomorrow. We have him coming up in just a second. Also, David Barton is going to be with us talking about some of the other races that are critically, critically important. Um, I think they're recalling, they're recalling judges uh, in one state, um, trying to get the judges, the, the Supreme Court judges recalled. And it's quite an interesting story because the argument now is that we shouldn't be able to recall judges. We should never be able to take judges off the bench. That's what happened... Uh, in Washington, D.C., and look where that got us. These guys are not gods. Back in a minute.
4: This is the Glenn Beck Program, Mercury.